Welcome to Live, Leadership, Innovation, Ventures, and Entrepreneurship, a podcast that showcases the talents, skills, and abilities of UT faculty, staff, and students. I'm your host, Brandon Jones, Associate Director for Student Learning and Development in Housing and Dining, and we're excited to have you listening to us. Welcome, everybody, to the midterm edition of the Leadership Innovation Ventures and Entrepreneurship Podcast. We back. We are back. It has been a minute. It's been a while. A lot I've, has I've happened. Missed the, I've missed the podcast. I've missed the podcast, too. But don't worry, folks. We are back. We are in full effect. And we promise to deliver you on brand and on point content uh, all the way up until finals. Because then we got more work to do in housing and dining. So <laughs> yes. really excited to be back. How have you been? Tell the people how you've been. Man, ooh, you heard that deep breath that I just took. That's really how I've been. Ooh, mm-hmm. it has been, it's been cool. Like, uh-huh. I, I think a good word, cool. Okay. Just lukewarm. I'm trying to make it. I'm trying, I'm surviving. <laughs> My head is right above the water. Sure. I feel like we are, what, middle of October. Mm-hmm. I think everybody is feeling it. Yeah. And, and the it that you're describing, <laughs> would, would you, how would, if you could, if you could describe the it that you're feeling in one word, what ooh, would your ooh, one word be? In one word, what is the it that I'm feeling? Stress. Okay. Stress. That's real. That stress is... is a real feeling. Yes. Okay. Okay. And I think that's common. Let me throw my word in there. Yes. I would say, um, the word I'm feeling, I'm trying to combine all the feelings into <laughs> one like, word. It's like it's a lot of feelings. Um, I would say interesting. Interesting. I'm going to call it interesting. Okay. Let's dig deeper. What is yeah, interesting? Yeah. So interesting is, it's, it's, it's weird because there's a lot going on personally. There's a okay. lot going on professionally. And so I call it interesting because it's not good. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's and I'm not going to even dare say it's a weird in between. It's just it's interesting, interesting because it could go either way. Okay. And so because a lot of the things that I'm working on and that we're doing haven't concluded mm-hmm. or there's no reason to personalize it or put a ton of emotion in it just yet. Yeah. It's just a lot. Um, I would just say it's interesting because just when I feel like, OK, we got, I got my footing here in one area. Yeah. M- one of my kids does something um, and by kids, my own kids, not the students that we work with. <laughs> then, of course, there are the kids that we work with, the students that we work with here at the university. And so that's interesting. Thing. Yes. And then, of course, there's the um, just the never ending saga of academia and the things that we deal with in higher education. And so it's it's interesting. It is very interesting. And because I mean, I am emotionally invested, I have to take that deep breath yes. and just kind of look back at things. And so um, I hope our audience is doing yes. well whenever they're listening to this whenever you're choosing to listen to this episode like comment and subscribe of course wherever you're getting your podcast um but also just why it's october and it's, it's almost october. over oh my gosh it's what's today's day okay the it's the 21st of 21st. october it flew by i think this month is really flying by yeah but like going slowly at the same time yeah i can see that and I think there's a lot to do. There's some both and with that. Yes. yes. There's just a lot to do. And I think for me, the reason I 
chose stress is mm-hmm. because, I don't know, I decided I'm going to take a vacation. You did decide that. <laughs> I did decide that. And so I'm just running around, running around, making mm-hmm. sure all the bits and pieces are there. And that, like you said, that emotional piece doesn't like overwhelm. Like mm-hmm. I have to be emotionally invested in some sure. areas, but I can't like let that slow me down. Right. Like I got to really push through. And I feel like that sentiment resonates a lot with our students of mm-hmm. like, there's a lot going on. There's a sure. lot of pieces. There's a lot of assignments and tests and papers and all these different moving pieces. Sure. And you just can't let it, you can't just like break down completely. Right. Because you still, our grades, I feel like I'm getting a grade in my work. I said our grades <laughs> You feel like are you're my... getting a grade in life? Yeah, grade in life, seriously. <laughs> what grade would you feel like you're getting right now? Oh, you know what? I'm doing a good job. I'm going to give myself go. a solid A. There you go. Yes. There you go. I said, and once yourself up, rate yourself up. Exactly. I think another thing that's going on in the life of not only our university, but in our community and with our students is the, you know, October comes midterms. And I don't know about you, but I've been seeing it on the faces of our students in the programs and the classes that I teach in the workshops that I've done recently. Our students are tired, too, and they're having some interesting times. They're stressed and also they're having some fun, too. Yes. You know, this past weekend was Fest Africa, which is one of my favorite uh, things that our students do here on campus. Shout out to the African Student Organization. I love ASO, and I'm mad that I did not get to go to the show this year because we didn't get to do it last year. Mm-hmm. Now, Culture Shock is coming up, too, and it's probably one of the best uh, performances that happens mm-hmm. on this campus. It, it, it's a, it's a uh, multicultural, multi-ethnic celebration uh, that our students put on, and it's a combination of student organizations working together to make this happen. And so, shout Shout out to the MEC and all the advisors to help that help bring that on. But our students are struggling because they're preparing for those shows. They put a lot of work into this. Like if you see Fest Africa and you look at the photos, these students didn't just start practicing that this past week. They've been working on it all year. And so to see the fruit of their labor um, materialize and manifest, it's been interesting and fun. And also they got tests, too. They've got exams. They've got families. Life hasn't stopped happening in the midst of them getting geared up for these performances. And with November being literally right around the corner, um, that's a short month because of the holiday that sits there. And then shortly thereafter, they got like a week or so of classes left and then it's final. So I get the stress that they're under. What about what you all are seeing over uh, at the apartments in graduate and family housing? Yeah, I think like even from the community advisors that I get to supervise, oh my gosh, our staff meeting, it was, I'm stressed, I'm busy, I'm, everything is just unloading on them all at once kind of thing. And it's just like, ooh, when do we get to take a deep breath? We Mm -hmm. have a lot of our like master's, PhD students, like seriously focusing days, weeks, hours, just writing dissertations, researching, preparing themselves, you know what I mean? They're trying to meet these deadlines and it's like, okay, we're trying to figure out how to give them an outlet. Just a little break, you know. We're working on getting this harvest dinner together. So just to bring people together, just a little break, bring the kids out Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So we are trying our hardest to break that cycle. Sure. You know what I mean? Just to have that outlet. Um, But everything 
pretty much going pretty smoothly. You sure. know what I mean? We're just trying to keep things in order, give them a safe space, sure. give them a continuous space of knowing that there is support here, that they have people in their community who are rooting for them, right, even right. when they're grinding. Mm. And they are really, really grinding. Sure, yes. sure. And I think that... You know, in the midst of all of this, I like the fact that we're in a space and in a time now where we can be open and honest about these things. Right. Because a lot of the times I know in the culture that I grew up in and in the, you know, when I was coming through college, it was all about trying to find ways to tough it out. And yeah. persi- and persistence is a good thing. I really do. I, I really do think persistence is a good thing. On top of that, I also think that we should continue to have these conversations that we were having in 2020 about, Mm -hmm. okay, being okay with things, not being okay and recognizing when I'm not okay. And so to all of our listeners, students, faculty, staff, parents, wherever you're listening to this from, or whenever you're listening, we want to make sure that we're encouraging you to do what Etanosa is doing and take a break, you know, because when Etanosa said, I'm taking a vacation, I'm like, good for you. Now, don't get me wrong. That means my teammate (laughs) won't be around for a couple of days at the same time. As she said, she's making preparations before leaving so that everything continues to happen. And Etanosa is going to be away from here being able to catch her breath. And the thing that I appreciate about the fact that you did that is this isn't a very traditional time to take a break, right? It's the end of October and it's advising season. We'll come back to that in just a second. Um, You all have, you know, a different um, cycle going on over there in the apartments than what we do in the residence halls. And so we're gearing up for closing. Y'all never close. We never close. (laughs) Right. We're gearing up for finals. And when the students go home, your, your people live there. This yes. is their home. This, this is their is home their home. home yes. Right. Students, the residence halls is their home and the apartments that we own as well. It's their home. Mm-hmm. But they go somewhere else. Right. For a time. Right. Not the, at the, the apartments. Family, yeah. The families live there. And so I appreciate the fact that you're, you know, you earned your leave. You earned your comp time. And so take your time into the, the faculty and the staff that are out there and students. Look, take a break. It's okay. Use those absences. Perfect attendance rewards are cool mm-hmm. and all. And at the same time in college, you don't get a perfect yeah. attendance <laughs> award. Um, so you might as well use your absences if you can. I'm not saying skip. I am also not saying don't focus on you. I'm telling yeah. you to focus on you. Yeah. Do what you need to do. What do you think about that? I think taking a break is a self self management tool mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. i think like like you mentioned like that perfect attendance award mentality is like nah you got to keep going you got to yeah. keep going you got to keep persisting and stuff like that and i think kind of what we mentioned having the conversation of what does it look like to take a break? It doesn't mm-hmm. mean taking a vacation to go somewhere exotic and stuff like that. It really could be like, I'm not looking at my computer. I'm not looking at social media. Right. I'm not doing any of those things for my mental health, for my emotional health, for mm-hmm. my physical health. Mm-hmm. Um, and just being able to be like, I am now learning what those self-management tools look like for myself. Sure. You know what I mean? It looks different for everyone. Sometimes like I physically have to, well, I live where I work. So it is tough for me to just be at my house and not be working. Right. And our phones are on 24 seven. Yes. Working in housing and dining, you know, people think, well, you go home at five. I'm like, Mm. I'm at home. Doesn't mean my (laughs) mind isn't on these buildings and these families. You live there. I live there. And so I, I, it's like, I breathe, I eat, I Mm -hmm. see work all the time. So taking that break and figuring out all those things in my life has been 
a transition, right? Sure. Like from coming from undergrad to my master's to now late 20s, I'm like, ooh, what does this look like? Sure. How do I even encourage people around me to do those self-management tools? I'm yeah, like, how do yeah. you take a break? So let me ask you, how does that look like for you when you are taking a break? Well, the thing that I try to do is things that are intentionally restorative because that is the true, to me, that is the true definition uh, of self-care and self-management. I understand myself. I understand when I'm overwhelmed and I know that it's not good for myself or anybody else when I'm overwhelmed. And so I have to do what needs to be done in terms of making sure that I put myself in the position to do those activities and functions that are intentionally restorative. Some people, it is, it's turning your phone off. Some people, I have to physically leave my space. For me, uh, when, you know, when COVID first hit and it was in March, I was home for two weeks, didn't leave the house. My wife was working at a hospital, so she was, you know, the one having to go back and forth. So I had to figure out, okay, what does that look like for me? And so going on drives uh, became something that I started doing for myself at that time. Started playing with Legos. Even we talked about that on one episode where (laughs) it was like, look, what are those things that I can do to just mentally separate myself from work mm-hmm. and you know going from my bed to the desk yes. in the that downstairs is kind of like you know I'm working where uh, I'm living not too far from where I'm sleeping so how do I create that separation and so the activities that are intentionally restored to video games for me mm-hmm. um Talking on the phone, I did some Zoom uh, calls with friends. Uh, We did some virtual happy hours, did plenty of those. Those were fun uh, because you at home and you're safe, right? So uh, that was something that we participated in. And then when the world started to open back up a little bit in 2021, definitely not 2020, (laughs) uh, but in 2021, we started doing uh, a couple of trips here and there. I just got back from a conference in Chicago last week. That was my first time being on a plane in two years. And then... Um, it could be as small as again playing video games, right. uh, just turning the phone off, reading books. I got a, I'm building my vinyl collection, okay. and so playing my records, sitting in my recliner, Ooh. just hanging out, a vibe, um, a vibe. Yeah, okay. just create, yeah, creating your own ambiance and vibe. But again, it's got to be intentionally yes. restorative because if it's not restorative, it's really not a break. Yes. It's really not care. Yeah, because the whole point is to restore and yeah. recharge that battery. And so if we're not showing up for ourselves in those areas um we're doing more harm than good in my opinion again i'm not a therapist my wife is uh i'm not that kind of doctor i'm a Uh phd i got doctor philosophy (laughs) so i'm not that kind of doctor but i will say that doing those things that intentionally restore those things that recharge your battery um those are the things that i think that uh we should be mindful of students faculty staff parents everybody listening yes so You really talked about this intentionality of it. So Mm -hmm. what happens when work, life, everything (laughs) just overwhelms you and there's not really a break and it it becomes burnout? Mm -hmm. So what does that feel like to you? And what do you do when you recognize that, oh, I'm at a point where I'm burnt out? Yeah, yeah. Burnout is real. And I want to make sure that all of our students here on campus know um, you've got people on campus that are there to walk you through that and help you navigate it. Uh, Shout out to our friends over in the Counseling and Mental Health Center, our friends over in the 
Vic Center for, for Strategic Advising on campus, uh, Dr. Ryan Sutton and uh, the team over in the Human Sweat Center for the Black Male, Thais Moore over at the Fearless Leadership Institute for our women of color on campus, uh, athletics, they've got people in place, um, every student has access to all of these different resources. And that, those are just a few yeah. uh, that I was able to name. Long, Longhorn Wellness, uh, mm -hmm. our friend Brittany O'Malley, who's been on this show. Um, those are Kate Lower over with Shift. There's all kinds of folks that are here on campus that are there to help you recognize that you're cheap, that you're reaching that point of burnout. Right. When I get there, little things start to annoy me. Mm. For example, when I get an email I know if I'm annoyed at the fact that this little part of my job, the yeah. littlest part, the small, I said littlest, I have a daughter, <laughs> littlest pet shop, it's on in our house. The smallest part of my job is checking email. Yeah. When that starts to get annoying, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm at that point or I'm reaching that point. Right. And so one of the things that I have to build in is what is the step of when is when is it time to step away for a second? Right. Now, life happens. And then there's things that get, as I said earlier, interesting. Mm -hmm. And so as a result, when I'm noticing that that calendar is filling up, right. if I'm noticing um, that my Outlook calendar is getting overbooked, I go and find the gap in the calendar. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing I do. And I look and see when the first available gap is and I immediately block it mm -hmm. because what I found is that if I don't do that, other people won't. Yeah. And I'm not saying that people in my life are bad or don't help me, but it's just that they're doing their job. It's yeah. my it's, you know, our admin's job to put appointments on my calendar. It's their job to go in and make sure that students who want to see me can see me. With that being said. If that time that I've set aside is starting to fill up, I don't want it to be too too far along before I get those meetings in. And so as a result, my days can fill up quite quickly, quite fast. So I go and block it on the calendar. The second thing I'll do, and I learned this in Zoom world, mm -hmm. I'm not going to stay on the Zoom call until one minute before my next call. Right. That's the next that's the technique that I picked up doing all these Zoom meetings because you could go from one meeting to another and it's like, mm. all right, it's 9.59 and I have a 10 o'clock. I got to go with no break in between. No that break. wasn't smart of me. Yeah. And that led to quick burnout on a Monday. Okay. Yeah. We got four more days in the work week <laughs> left. Plus I'm a full-time parent. Parenting yeah. didn't stop. My kids were upstairs at right. that time. So for me, I build in that 15 to 10 to 10 to 15 minute window, just like we would do if we were on campus right. walking somewhere. Um, I would build that in, too. And the other part about being intentional is you have to be intentional about knowing your signs that you're becoming burnt out. Yes. Again, for me, when email starts to get annoying, that's an immediate warning for me that hey, the scale is starting to tip here and I got to stop somewhere. If I can't take a one day break or if I can't take a day off, I'm going to identify small pockets of time where I can go and do that. And for me, that looked a bunch of ways. And I know I've been rambling for a couple of minutes, but I want to get this one out there too and hear from you. What I would do between meetings, if I had five to 10 minutes, I put my AirPods in and walk outside. I'd walk out to my backyard and my neighbors probably thought I was crazy because I just pace back and forth on the patio yeah. and I put on one of my favorite songs, Joy and Pain by Mays and Frankie Beverly. Play that and just listen to, and would focus on different parts of the song yeah. because focusing on that mentally, it was an immediate distraction right. because if I'm focused on the organ 
on the song and then the and then a couple seconds later I'm focused on the drum or the the uh different instruments that are being utilized in the song the conga drums all of that then 5 minutes will go by and I'm like okay I was not on planet earth yeah. for about 5 minutes yeah and I got so good at it like my kids would be standing there like hey hey and I'm like oh okay <laughs> so I I literally zoned out yeah. but it was intentional because I knew I only had five to 10 minutes and it was good for myself and everybody involved mm -hmm. to for me to do that. The last thing I say with that is the Apple Watch. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. All those tools on there oh, to wow. check your heart rate and to see if my my beats per minute was going yeah. down uh, before I played the song and after the deep breathing. Yeah, I I would sit, set aside some time to do those things because that's just one minute. Yeah. You do it for 30 seconds, checking your your uh, heart rate, and then it's one minute for deep breathing. And mm -hmm. now they've got that mindfulness minute uh, as a result of the new iOS update. Check it out if okay. you haven't already. Uh, well, Apple, is not, Apple, Apple is not an approved sponsor of the show <laughs> yet. Uh, <laughs> but one of the things I want to make sure of is that we just share those techniques because it can be that simple. It yeah. does not have to be on the couch with the therapist, although if you can do it. I have and I do. Uh, at the same time, there's other ways. So, yeah. rant over. Rant over. Woo, let me what start about mine. You? Yeah, what let about you? Let me start you? my rant. Um, that's a great question. I hate when I ask these questions. I never really have an answer. Um, <laughs> you tried it. <laughs> I, I really did. Um, burnout for me, uh, it looks a couple of different ways. I think, like, my anxiety ramps up. Like, I'm just mm -hmm. going through my day and I'm already anxious about what comes next and sure. I'm like oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh and my brain is racing and it doesn't have a time to just take a break yeah. um like you said my heart rate I can feel it now like I have to take those deep breaths I have to be like okay you were here you were in the moment kind of theme sure. but what really starts to happen is the themes that I've placed as self-care start to wither away like I replace mm. them with like oh I, I've got to do work right now or I got to meet up with this person and stuff like that um and that's when I know I'm burning out. Or I go home at the end of the day and it's like I'm on the verge of tears. Mm. Like it's just sitting in the water line. And I'm like, why? And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I haven't had time to breathe for three days straight, four days straight, weeks, yeah. weeks at a time. And I'm like, ah, oh, I haven't gone to the gym. I haven't gotten a facial. Oh, my gosh. I haven't Same. like, oh, my gosh, I'm a creative person. I haven't done a photo shoot when I cannot <laughs> be creative in just my own little world mm -hmm. i know burnout is coming right i know i'm about to have a breakdown and like you said being intentional to be like okay i need to articulate like i need to speak to the people that are supposed to be in my corner to help me so for yeah. example like i'll talk to my supervisor like i personally very much enjoy having one-on-ones because it j it forces me to have an outlet to be like okay they're asking me about work but then they're asking me about my personal life and i'm like and now I get to articulate that I'm not doing okay. I hear myself being like, I'm yeah, not doing okay. Yeah. So now I need to be intentional about adding those things back in. Right. And so um, breathing. I need to really uh, re... I think I turned off the notification for that mindfulness oh, thing. No. I, I said, ooh, yikes. Need mm -hmm. to turn that back on. But... Yeah, some of the things that I do to just get out of that burnout is, ooh, the me and the gym. Yes. And I will turn on my AirPods. I will put, what is it, transparency mode on or yeah, off? Yeah, I can't hear anything. And I just go in. Like, I use all that excess energy and just 
push it out. Mm-hmm. A facial. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love Talk about the spa day. Talk yes, about the spa I got day. one yesterday and it was glorious. Mm-hmm. I put it on my calendar a whole month in advance mm-hmm. and nothing was gonna get me to not go to that facial. There you go. There and you it's go. literally only thirty minutes and I'm like, oh my gosh, not only do I feel amazing, I now look amazing. There you go. <laughs> and it's glorious. And I think everyone needs to figure out what that looks like, right? I think right. Sure, we could go down the rabbit hole of self-care, but figuring out those points that what restores, what replenishes you, mm-hmm. what rejuvenates you. There you go. At the, your core. Right. Um, and stuff like that. I Can think. I chime in on that? Yeah. What I call that is minding your D's and F's. Minding my D's and F's? The D's are the things that deplete and drain you. Uh-huh. And the F's are the things that fill you up. I learned that doing uh, academic coaching when I was at uh, other institutions. And the thing that I found was that we don't pay enough attention to those Mm -hmm. things. That's a big part of self-care and self-management as a technique. You got to know those things that drain you. You know, I know that checking emails will drain me Mm -hmm. certain times. So I know that when I'm done with that, what's that intentionally restorative activity that's going to refill the tank, right? Yeah. Because we try to pour into people on empty well, what are we going to pour if we don't yeah. have anything? Are we going to pour vapor? People right. can't run on vapor. Cars <laughs> don't run on vapor. You try it. Uh-huh. You can try it. And your car will only go so far, right? <laughs> it's the same thing with us. When you mind your D's and F's and pay attention to those things that drain and fill you up, you're going to be in a better position right. to um, to pour into others, to do our jobs. And it should be something that we daily practice. Yeah. At the same time, we understand that life you know, it might be Friday before you get back to it. Now, don't project your happiness into the future date. I think that would be the second thing yeah. I'd add. Don't project it into, I will only be happy on Friday. <laughs> That's not fair to you, yes. right? Find a way to put put some little, mi- as Darren Roberts calls it, those micro wins. Mm-hmm. Can you put some of those micro wins in your day yes. where it fills you back up? I didn't yeah. want to miss that moment because yeah. that you inspired me to bring that wow. out. Because when I do my student <laughs> workshops, that's bullet number one yes. right there. So definitely want to yes. share that. I'm a big fan of celebrating the little wins. Okay. I think people don't do it enough. My big thing is birthdays. Mm. It really, I don't know if I would say irritates my soul, <laughs> but irritates my soul when people don't want to acknowledge their birthday. Oh, <laughs> I, I feel it <laughs> Because I know. I was like, this is, this is my PSA to everybody. Mm-hmm. Celebrate your birthday. Yes, it's yes. one day that's... I mean, there's a lot of people maybe with your birthday, but you were born that day. Indeed. And that I am happy that you are here. And I want to celebrate that little win of your life. That's why I think people should celebrate their birthday. See, I'm, a, I'm just going to keep it real. We, I just, I struggle with being celebrated. Mm. And so as a result, as much as I've accomplished in my life, I am just awkward <laughs> when I'm being celebrated for example i don't like my bio being read mm. whenever somebody's introduced like everybody's like can you send your bio and i'm i delay until the last <laughs> second every time because i don't know what to do during that yeah. however long it's gonna take to read it i'm like if you will let me do that myself i promise you they'll get the bio yeah. but that reading of that I'm, i was literally the other day doing a workshop for some faculty and i was standing there pinching myself while they were reading it because i'm like I, I don't know how to handle this moment. Yeah. I, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And so I acknowledged afterwards. I said, if y'all were watching me and you saw me p- nervously pinching my hand, it's because I don't know how to be celebrated. And I think a lot of our students are like that, too. Yeah. I think a lot of our faculty and staff are like that. It's just we don't know how to be celebrated because of this 
as I I'm not going to I don't know what to call it. This culture of overwork. Let's just call it yes. that. Yes. Um, it's just like yeah. part of life. Like, why would I ce- celebrate that? Because it's just it's just what I do. Yeah. Right. It means something. It means it something. It is something. And we should learn to. I, I do know that I need to learn to be grateful mm-hmm. for those things. Because it's one. Because for me, initially, I framed it under. Well, I'm trying not to be arrogant about this. Yes. I want to come across as humble. Humble, right? Mm-hmm. Then my wife said, well, it kind of comes across as ungrateful if you're not careful Mm. because people want to celebrate you and it could have the opposite effect. And so to our students out there, Mm -hmm. celebrate those micro wins. Did you pass that test today? That means something. Did you make it to all your classes on time? On a day that it rained, celebrate those micro wins to parents. Can we talk to the parents for Let's a second? Because you know, y'all, you know, I like talking to the parents yes. now. That's a new feature of the show. <laughs> parents, October is a time where your student is incredibly stressed mm-hmm. and burnt mm-hmm. out. And yes, for the if they're if they're freshmen. You probably or you were used to being able to see that because they were yeah. at the dinner table and you could see it. You picked them up from school and you could re- read it on their faces. They're miles away now. Or if they're in the same town, they're on campus and you may or may not see that. Check in mm-hmm. and ask specific questions. Right. Because it, the how you're doing is only going to get you the how you're doing answer. Hey, how are you doing? Fine. I'm, I'm going to tell you. Listen for yeah. the Listen closer. Listen with a little bit more intentionality and also be aware that we don't want to put too much pressure on as well. Let them know that you're there. Let them know you care and that the grades and performance are not the only thing you're interested in. Because I know a lot of the times the parents that I've been talking to recently, they're like, well, I haven't heard from them. I'm like, well, it's October 21st and advising. We need to talk about that too, before we get out of here. Mm -hmm. Advising season is around the corner or it's happening right now. So that means that they're planning their life out for the next semester. Mm -hmm. Not to mention the fact that we are in Austin, Texas Mm -hmm. and your student is also looking for a place to stay for August of next year. Yeah. Can we talk yeah. about that too, right? <laughs> so n- so not only are you looking for a place to live, you're planning out your academic life. You may want to apply for a job or yep. an internship or yep. a summer experience. All of those decisions are being made in October for a lot yes. of our students. Yes. And some of them know exactly what to do. And then there's our students that maybe first gen and don't have the slightest clue right. yet because there's been no, there was no one that walked that path before. Yeah. And so we want to, I want to encourage parents to exercise a little bit of patience. Yep. And also um, when you're checking in, check in, uh, be a little bit more intentional, gracious, mm-hmm. specific. Um, I think I would also say that, vulnerable. Go ahead, go ahead. Hmm? I think I'd say vulnerable. Ooh, I think this talk is about a, that. I think this is a time where it's like, one thing I noticed about my parents, I never asked them questions mm. about when they were my age until I got older. Interesting. And so I think like sharing your experience, because like for a long time, your child looks at you and they're like, this is my guardian. They yep. they know best. Blah, blah, blah. But they forget that you were their same age, That's struggled, so and they resonate with that. And they're like, oh, really? Like, how do I then how do I navigate these emotions? How do I navigate the stress? How do I navigate when things get interesting? Um, Intentionality, vulnerability and graciousness, I think, are three things that parents can really do to help their students. But continue with. No, 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 no. Let's go back to let's go to that advising point, too. I wish I could have got one of my friends from the advising committee in here. And we may do that on the next episode. Of mm-hmm. course, you might be on vacation. You know, when that's happening. Life. But, you know, do your thing. Are we not? I'm not judging. I'm just being petty. Um, 
So one of the things that I, as a former academic advisor, the thing that I often think about during this time of year is I wonder how many of our students have checked in with mm-hmm. their advisor because advisors are busy. They've got those yep. high caseloads. They got to get students in and they got to make sure that, hey, are you ready to register? Do you know what to do to register? Do you are you on track? Because keeping right. them on track is a very important thing. And I know that for a lot of students, knowing what their registration timetable is, um, what that window of opportunity is to get that <laughs> class that they've been trying to get. That is that's a source of incredible stress, too. Right. As much as we I don't think that we talk about that enough here. I think that we need to spend some more time emphasizing it. And I'm making it a point that every semester, I think we should address the advising, not dilemma, but just making sure our students are aware. The season's here. Check Mm -hmm. that email because your advisor can't pick up the phone and call all of you because some of our advisors have hundreds of students that they're working with. And so shout out to all the academic advisors out there that are working with our students in their respective colleges and majors. They've also got other jobs that they've got to do Mm -hmm. during the day. So students, make sure you're checking your email. Parents, make sure you're encouraging your student. Check the email. Make sure that if the advisor has given them steps, every advisor that I know has an out of not an out of office notification, but has a uh, notification that goes out as soon as you email them. It's a hey. We're we're in the midst of advising season. And so their responses to emails are going to be slower because of the number of students that they're seeing. I remember that vividly. And I also remember those students that didn't check emails. Mm -hmm. It's like your tick, your time ticket to register is declining and it's it's coming to a close. Mm -hmm. And we might have missed some steps. It's going to be very important, students, that you're following through on that because I know the midterm slump. Yep. It's the slump. You it's got exams. You got registration. You're trying to go to football games. You're trying to be active in your organization. You can hit a slump yep. or a lull or whatever word yes. you want to call it. That might be what we call this episode. Yes, the Overcoming midterm. the midterm slump for yes. parents, students, faculty, and staff. Yes. I would say the one piece of advice I would tell students about advising season, mm-hmm. I said... Uh, Go to your advisor, but yes. also make sure that you know what you're supposed to be doing. Yes. I think one thing that I learned from college, like, there's usually a big old sheet with all the classes. A whole catalog. A whole catalog. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and sometimes you need to take that time to be like, okay, how do I help my degree plan? How do I graduate and yeah. stuff like that? So you're going to your advisor and you're like, hey, these are the classes I want to take and this is why I want to take them. And it's teamwork. It's a collaboration now. It's yeah. like okay, cool, like I feel confident with the fact that I'm in this major and I have my degree plan planned out and my advisor mm-hmm. and I are on the same page. I said, y'all can be best friends. Yes. Best friends. You know what's crazy? I also think about how I went to a much, 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 much smaller school. Uh, we only, at Abilene Christian, we only had about 2,000, maybe 3,000 students total. Mm-hmm. So the undergraduate population was half of that, three, two or 3,000. So... I knew who our registrar was, the person, (laughs) and I knew who the provost was, you know, Dr. Dwayne Van Reenen. Never forgot Dr. Van Reenen's name. And most people are like, who is the provost and what does the provost do, right? Who is the registrar and what does the registrar do? We should probably get the new provost on at some point so so we can talk about like, Uh hey, what is the the job? You can mean you're the academic leader of the institution, the registrar. You help 
thread the needle yeah. for the academic experience of our students. You make sure that that cal- the academic calendar is set. Yep. Oh my gosh, knowing your registrar, when I worked at the University of Dallas, uh, I made sure I knew who our registrar was because I, I ran the academic success office. Right. So knowing the academic calendar for future years, the registrar sets that. Yeah. And so if I've got plans to develop something or to launch mm-hmm. a new initiative, one of the first people I reach out to is the registrar because I'll go to them and say, I'm thinking about doing this event and I want to do it during this time of year off the top of their heads without looking at a calendar. They can tell you that's a bad time. Midterms are going on. Then are you crazy? Don't do that. (laughs) Or they're like, hey, you know what would be a better time for you to do that event on belonging is in September, the first three weeks of school, because there's no other than the 12th class day and other than, you know, some preliminary stuff. That's really a good time to create that sense of belonging. And all the research suggests that, too, that we create Mm -hmm. a sense of belonging within that first three to six weeks Mm -hmm. for our students. And so knowing your registrar, find the what I would encourage every student and parent to do is bookmark the registrar's page. I have it bookmarked on all my devices because if at any given moment, somebody could ask me, when is finals? And I've got it pulled up. When is the last day of classes Mm -hmm. this semester? Our academic calendar is changing in the spring. We're going to have, we're actually going to finish earlier and we're going to start a little bit differently in the fall next year. Mm -hmm. So our academic calendar is changing as an institution. How many of our current students know that? Because the incoming students they're only going to know that world yeah. that they come into. Current students are used to we start after the King holiday yep. uh, or we start classes on Wednesdays in the fall. Oh, that's going to change next mm-hmm. year. All The, the calendar is going to look different. Our halls are going to close sooner. Oh. And so summer is going to start sooner that's going to impact conferences and events. That's going to impact jobs and placements. Right. So learning the academic calendar of your institution is really good too and if you put those things in your outlook calendar students if you've got that if you put that in your google calendar Mm -hmm. if you have a mobile device use the calendar function if you're not already please please use that because we did not have you know i'm dating myself (laughs) i I think i had a cell phone i I, I had a cell phone (laughs) but we didn't use it until nights and weekends you know after seven o'clock when the minutes minutes were free because tech i sound so old when i say this but i'm not that old but texting was a dollar a message it was a dollar i remember when my parents got mad at me for texting. nobody was texting when i went to college in 02 okay (laughs) the screens weren't in color you see how old i sound this is just 2002 (laughs) mind you but it sounds like 1948 when my dad was born so yes my father my parents are boomers okay i get that i understand that i own the fact that i'm just an older millennial and i know that work like because generationally this college the college experience for older millennials is different than our younger millennials and for Gen Zers as well and I understand that calendars they grew up in a world where that was always an option yeah I come from the the Blackberry Palm Pilot uh, <laughs> pre-tablet world. So, you know, the digital calendar, yes. I, you know, we had the analog, the paper calendar for years. And that was the thing to give out to college yeah. freshmen until <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah. They were like, it's we weird. don't we don't need this. <laughs> it's weird. Is there anything else we hadn't talked about with the folks today? No, I think. We've covered all the things that we needed to cover today. Gave out all the advice that could I could. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I'm wishing everybody the best. 
Seriously, our students, our parents, our faculty, our staff, I know we are in that midterm slump and we're all feeling it it in different ways, shapes and forms. And I'm sending out good vibes, positivity, optimism. We will get through this. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. And and, and to everybody listening, parents, students, faculty, staff, we want to make sure. And I say that all the time because I want to make sure everybody knows we talking to all y'all. All all right. Um, We're going to get through this together as a team. We, we there are so many people out here that the university employs uh, and that are in your community, university community on and off campus that are here to help you navigate and overcome that midterm slump because it's real. It's a thing. We all are feeling it. And there's also uh, light at the end of the tunnel. And so my hope and my positive thought for you all is that um, you reach out. If you're feeling overwhelmed right now, we've got so many resources that are available to you. Counseling and Mental Health Center, Longhorn Wellness, uh, the Vic Center for Strategic Advising. Uh, My friend, Dr. Ryan Sutton over in the Sweat Center always says to the young men in that program, you are not in this alone. And so with that, we'll wrap up this episode and we'll talk to you all again next time. All righty. Bye. See ya. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. To catch the next installment, be sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. This podcast was recorded and edited in collaboration with the LAITS Development Studios Audio Department. More information can be found at liberalarts.utexas.edu LAITS. The intro song was composed by Ian Herrera, and you can find his work at ianherrera.com. The outro song was composed by Noah Keller. And you can find more of his work at noahdkeller.com. We'll see you next time.